Heyo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. What started out as a practice of podcasting as well as speaking in general has evolved into a practice of self-coaching and self-reflection while espousing half-thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my pattern awareness manager, and every Sunday we reflect on the past week and my progress with this practice, along with other lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. We're doing this on the fly, so don't hold me responsible for what I say here. Make sure to check out my show notes, where I'll provide some fact-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and commentary on things I could have done better. You may find this and more information about this project at forcesofequal.com slash practice. We're recording today on November 29th of 2020, and this is our 40th practice session. Ooh, congratulations. Yeah, 40. Nice big round number there. (laughs) And let's go ahead and I'll recite the quote for this week. And... This one just kind of popped up today. I happened to see this and I love the quote. It comes from Stoic philosopher Epictetus, who I've quoted several times before. And the quote goes like this. To accuse others for one's own misfortune is a sign of want of education. To accuse oneself shows that one's education has begun. To accuse neither oneself nor others shows that one's education is complete. (laughs) So it's kind of uh, riddly, (laughs) kind of riddle-like, which is interesting. So you have to think about it a little bit, but... I, I'm still thinking about it a little bit too. So I'm not sure how well I'll be able to fit this in with what we're going to be talking about today. But let's just kind of go over it line by line. So the first line is to accuse others for one's own misfortune is a sign of want of education. So I like this because it kind of talks about the, I want to say reflective process, but that I'm kind of diving into it deeply here. So when you blame someone else for your own wrongdoings or misfortunes, it's saying that that is you kind of crying out or needing to be educated. So I kind of relate that to, I think I've heard it called as a mirror mirror imaging effect in terms of cognitive biases. So a lot of times the stuff that we project is the stuff that we actually need to work on, Mm -hmm. or it's a deficiency or some sort of malfunction, for lack of a better term, within ourselves. And we tend to project that in a reactionary way whenever we kind of encounter 
something that might make us kind of react, uh, most likely emotionally, because we have this notion and we have this feeling inside of us that's most likely subconscious, and we just kind of end up projecting that out, and most of the time not knowing that that's something that is coming from inside of us, and that is actually a reflection on ourselves. So that's kind of how I take the first line or kind of what I like where that first line is meeting, leading me. Again, it says to accuse others for one's own misfortune is a sign of want of education. So does that make sense? It does. I think when I first heard it, what struck me was the choice of the word want instead mm-hmm. of need. But I, after thinking about it a little bit more, I think it's less of want in like a conscious, like I desire this way and more of want in a, like in a need kind of way, or it's not something you're desiring. It's something you need, even though it's like want and need are our opposite. I think that that was probably the intended use. Yeah. It's kind of like you're crying out for it Mm -hmm. subconsciously. Yeah. So I just I'm getting distracted. Is your stomach making a lot of noises? Oh, it might be. I just had a snack. <laughs> <laughs> the way we have your microphone set up is <laughs> we have the mic I'm hearing you out of right at your stomach, right? <laughs> it just wants to get in on the on the podcasting action. <laughs> so listeners probably won't hear it because uh, what we're actually using for Pam's recording is by her mouth. But what I'm hearing her from is the microphones by her stomach. So I'm just hearing a lot of interesting noises. <laughs> okay, so anyway, the second line is to accuse oneself shows that one's education has begun. So this goes on advancing from the first line, when you realize that it's actually you projecting your own thoughts and feelings and emotions onto someone else or something else. And when you realize that, that's when your education starts and that's when you can start learning, whether it's through self-reflection or probably through self-reflection and through the awareness of knowing that you're doing this and this is a projection and this is something inside of you. And this actually goes along with one of my uh, favorite, for lack of a better term, cognitive biases called fundamental attribution error, fundamental attribution error, where we as humans, our biases tend us, tend, our biases tend to lead us toward blaming others for their actions. Whereas when we perform the same or similar types of actions, we also blame others instead (laughs) of ourselves. So when we're doing it, we blame others. But when someone else is doing it, you blame them instead of the others around them or the situation they were put in. Mm -hmm. So this kind of kind of aligns with that in my mind in terms of when you realize 
that you're attributing the error to the wrong person or the wrong thing. And, you know, instead of blaming others, you look inside yourself. This is where your edu education begins, or so the quote says. I have a like current example of that fundamental attribution error that I like to use because it's one of my things that I judge other people <laughs> for, but I think it, maybe it'll help people um, understand the bias a little bit. So if you are in traffic and someone cuts you off, you think like, mm -hmm. God, that person's such a jerk. Right. But if you're the one that cuts someone else off, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like it was just an accident. Right. Like you don't, you don't assign blame to yourself for cutting someone off. But when someone cuts you off, you always assign blame to them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and to take that even further, it's the notion that you don't think about the other things that may have caused that person to cut you off. Right whether they're late for work or maybe there's some sort of medical emergency or, you know, maybe someone's having a baby in the back of the car. Or they and just weren't paying attention exactly like you just weren't paying attention. Exactly, like exactly. Yeah, it's it could be so many different possibilities, mm -hmm. but you just focus on it being their fault and them cutting you off on purpose or, you know, for whatever reason. Right. It was intentional on their part, but when you do it, oh, I'm sorry, it was an accident. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the third line of the quote is to accuse neither oneself nor others shows that one's education is complete. And I'm having a hard time. Well, I mean, so the way this line speaks to me is more along the lines of a Taoistic philosophy where you just kind of let things be and things just are the way they are. And this, so, I mean, this line doesn't relate completely or specifically with that, but it's kind of like the point that you want to get to in my mind and just realize in you know in terms of realizing that things happen and things happen in different ways and a lot of things you can't control uh, and a lot of things you can control how you think about them and so, again, it says to accuse neither oneself nor others show that one's education is complete. So, it's almost an integration between how you think about you and your actions and also how different things go into you and your actions and other people's actions and what other people do. So yeah, that uh, I'm still kind of trying to figure stuff out along the lines of that last sentence. But yeah, that's just kind of where my mind's going right now. Um, well, I think the the last sentence brings up a lot of different thoughts. First, the choice of the word accuse leaves it open to um, saying that you can still take responsibility 
for your actions and the outcomes without it being blame. So you can mm. still look at it and say, I chose to do X and Y happened without it being blame or accusatory or like, or, or that you did something wrong. You can still right. accept responsibility for the outcome. Right. And then I think also that there may be a little bit of that, like, that it is kind of an unachievable state. Mm. That you're constantly striving for that and you'll never mm. get there. But that balance of understanding, like, that this is just the flow of the universe. Right. It's unattainable to get to that Zen point. Right. But keep it in mind, basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And yeah, thanks for clarifying that up. And it kind of goes along with something else that I've been thinking about. And I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast before. I kind of feel like I might have tried, but I know I talked to you about it. The basically the super coherence in terms of quantum physics, where <laughs> this is when my eyes start to glaze over. <laughs> Um, but this has to do with like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, where if you measure the, if you try to measure the exact, I think exact location of a particle, mm -hmm. you can't get an accurate measure of the momentum, mm -hmm. and vice versa. If you try to measure the momentum accurately, you can't measure the location, mm -hmm. and it the whole particle versus wave duality. Mm -hmm. And how the particle is like a point in time and that's it might be what you're trying to reach or a point of like bliss or you know that point which is like the goal or whatnot. And then the wave is kind of the spectrum along all different point parts uh, on the around that point. And so, you know, we might try to reach that point, but there's all these other variables and all this other, you know, there's momentum around it that it's difficult to stay within that point. And so, you know, you kind of want to try to be around that point as much as possible to achieve like an optimal status, but you're never really going to stay in that point. Like it, there's always that duality. And I'm not sure why I'm talking about it. It just kind of came to mind, but kind of fits in with that concept in my mind um so i probably just confuse people even more <laughs> kind of confusing myself i think it makes sense it's something that i've been thinking about a lot uh just over the last few days which is that when you're striving to achieve something whether it is work related or a mindset or anything that you're you're trying to get to you're trying to mm -hmm. achieve you're going to have days where you do, you hit that goal and you're going to have days where right. you don't. And those days right. where you don't, you can't 
get stuck in, I should be further than this. I should be able to do this by now. I should consistently, mm-hmm. like you can't should all over yourself <laughs> <laughs> or, or you, um, you, you take away from the days when you are achieving that goal and you have to understand you, you know, it's, it's kind it is the wave and it's also like a constant upward trend. And as long as you're working mm-hmm. towards being closer to that point on a more consistent basis, you right. can't get stuck in the days when you're not at that point. Cause it's not static. Right. Right. Yeah. The point is like a guidepost per se yeah. that you're trying to reach, but you're not, gonna be hitting that guidepost exactly at that point all the time so yeah you want to be around it as much as possible um, but you have to realize that there's fluctuations and it's the system's dynamic and things are always changing so yeah i think we can move on from there uh but yeah I, i do like that quote the more and more i think about it and look at it but um in other news i do want to keep this shorter than I have been the past couple of weeks because we've been going long and I've had a lot of stuff that I wanted to get off my chest the past couple of weeks. And I'm glad that I did that. But yeah, I uh, want to go through and reflect real quick on our past week. Sure. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. It's It's been a pretty chill and relaxing week for me. I think for us mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Obviously it was Thanksgiving week. And as I was talking about last week, I was pretty anxious about everything around the pandemic and people getting together and stuff like that. And I was able to get a lot of that out of my mind and chill and stay in a pretty creative mindset and pretty reflective mindset, I guess. Um, And I kind of distracted myself from a lot of stuff too. And we basically ended up lounging around a lot more than usual the past couple of days, Um, Thursday and Friday. (laughs) So we took a, a long weekend. And I'm kind of realizing that I haven't really been taking my breaks or getting breaks like before when I really felt that I needed to, but I haven't been going out to the trails and I haven't been going out to the beach. Uh, And that kind of stemmed from me injuring myself and not being able to get out there and then just got into a daily flow and get started getting to other creative endeavors and kind of got into that mode. So without really realizing I haven't been getting out and taking breaks. So we actually got to the trails on Thursday, mm-hmm. which was nice and did a little hiking and jogging and felt great to be out there. Yeah. It did. Super windy though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, it was great to get out there, get out in nature, and enjoy the weather. It's been really nice out here in Southern California lately, especially for this time of the year. And so it's been good to do that. We went on a little run around the block today. I did a two-thirds of a mile to get back in the swing of things, and I felt good with that. And Pam could talk about hers when it's her turn. (laughs) (laughs) But... 
Yeah, it's been a really good week for me. Very self-reflective and I'm starting to connect a lot of things again and have all these different theories again and have other theories come back up. And so maybe I could touch on one of those things a little later. But yeah, that was my week. It's been good, nice and relaxing. How about you, Pam? Um, Yeah, also nice and relaxing. I am fortunate that even though a lot of my clients are e-commerce clients, I did not have a huge Black Friday push this year. I only have two, well, three clients that are doing sales, but they're, it's not the craziness like a lot of my peers are going through right now. So that was nice. Um, Other than that, yeah, just pretty chill. Um, I kept thinking that today was Monday because it does feel like we've had (laughs) so many days off. And I'm using air quotes there because even when we have days off, um, we're still, you know, working and on the computer, you know, writing or creating or whatever. Um, So, yeah, Um, I ran a mile when CK... Mm -hmm. um, he did his two laps and that was all I was planning on doing, but I went for a third and felt good, which is really, really good news because I've been fighting a hip injury for months. <laughs> um, you went for another third. Yes, I went for the third lap for a full mile. Right. Um, yeah, that is, that's about it, I think. <laughs> yeah, so actually back on Monday, you went, back to your new chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a yeah. an adjustment on my scapula that he had just learned at a, a seminar that weekend. And um, apparently there is one piece of like ligament or tissue that the scapula is held in place by. And if you get adhesions in that piece of tissue, your scapula can get stuck in the wrong position. So he did this kind of aggressive adjustment on it and it like snapped all of the adhesions and my shoulder went back in place. So I can lift my arm over my head again, which I haven't been able to do for like six months. (laughs) Um, I still have some pain and some nerve stuff going on there, but I'll see him again on Monday and hopefully we'll fix that. And Yeah. 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 That's still crazy to me that just one little adjustment can undo all that stuff that you've been dealing with for the past six months. Yeah, I think that that is a a good perspective on anything, that one little adjustment can undo (laughs) or correct a lot of stuff. It just has to be the right adjustment. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was our week, and I guess we can move on. So, something else that I've been thinking about, uh, this is kind of like a new theory I've been coming out with, coming up with, and it just kind of came up this past week as we've been chilling a little more and I've been able to reflect a little more. I was thinking about like the whole introversion versus extroversion concept and how in weeks past I've talked about my tendency to consider or overconsider my super system and I and because of that in the past I kind of been tamping down my self-assertiveness in my own system and I'm you know throughout 
the past several months, I've been working on developing my self-assertion and enforcing my own system or um, what enforcing, that's not the right word, but asserting my own system, I guess. Keep using that word. <laughs> but I was thinking about how, you know, even in light of this whole pandemic and how we've been staying in place and we've been pretty much self-quarantining this entire time other than going to the trails every now and then or Pam going to the grocery store. But that's pretty much all that we do in terms of going out in the public. And even still, like I realized I was still, you know, kind of depending on the super system or what I thought about the super system, which led me to all this anxiety about the pandemic, you know, like how everybody else is behaving and how this pandemic is getting out of control. And that caused all this anxiety for me over or last week. And so, and then I realized this past week, you know, I was able to tamp down that anxiety. I didn't really have as much of that this, uh, this most recent week. And, you know, maybe some of that had to do with me getting all that off my chest last week in the podcast and asserting myself and saying what's on my mind. But I'm also wondering if it had to do with me just being at home and being isolated and being isolated from the outside world and not looking at social media or any news or any, uh, I pretty much didn't look at any outside information this past week. And so I'm wondering if that kind of helped me get the super system out of my mind. Okay. So on that note, I'm wondering about the whole concept of introversion and how that relates to the super system and how these outside forces impact us. And before all the technology that we have today, it was much harder for an individual to get, you know, outside information other than their direct contacts or their tribe or the people around them, you know, their social circle or their neighborhood per se. But these days we have all this social media and all this information. So when we do kind of go off, you know, as, uh, you know, if we, if we are introverted and have in introverted tendencies and we do go off on our own or kind of close ourselves off, close ourselves off to the outside world, we still have that avenue 
to the outside world through social media. And so uh, I'm not so I'm not exactly sure where I'm going with this. This is kind of new and something that I've been theorizing, but I feel like that there um, so let me back up a little bit and go over introversion versus extroversion and how I think that there needs to be a balance between the two for people mm -hmm. in general to be, I mean, uh, this is just my whole kind of thing with functional systems integration and everything else, you know, everything's on a spectrum and there's different sides to the spectrum and there's benefits to different sides. But in the end, we want to meet somewhere in the middle and integrate all these different things to have the most optimal experience. So like when it comes to introversion and extroversion, you want to have some of each. And this is kind of how I see myself. I, I see myself more of an ambivert, which is kind of a mix of the two. You're kind of in the middle and you can, you, you'd be fine in extroverted situations and you'd also be fine in introverted situations. And so I think, I feel like that's kind of like the optimal place to be, have a balance and be integrated. But I feel like these days we're not allowed to have as much of a balance of that introverted side because when we do, you know, maybe we want to, for lack of a better term, close ourselves to the outside world and kind of go within ourselves and, do whatever, whether that's self-reflect or just relax and be. But for those of us who are unable to get ourselves away from the technology and social media, we're not able to do that, get into that introverted mode completely because then we're still inundated by the super system and the outside world through social media. Not to mention that that's an, an adulterized form of socializing. You know, it's not as beneficial as socializing naturally, you know, face to face and whatnot. There's all these different nuances and different signals and signals can get mixed up because there's that lack of human to human interaction. So I feel like that there's an imbalance between the extroversion and introversion concepts. And I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of makes sense. Like I, we've been touting self-reflection all this time and mindfulness and awareness and we're unable to get into those modes. Um, something else that just popped up before a couple weeks ago, I was talking about the focus versus diffuse modes of learning mm -hmm. and where, you know, we're not able to get into that diffuse mode or we're not able to use or utilize that diffuse mode 
enough because of all these distractions where the diffuse mode is this kind of more creative mode where you're less focused, but you're allowed to think more outside the box and think of a bunch of uh, other different concepts and make connections. You know, we're not able to get into this mode because of all these distractions, whether it's from social media or technology and other things that have developed in the modern society. And so there's that and how that relates to scarcity, the scarcity mode versus the abundance mode and how because of these distractions, we're, we think, you know, we're lacking certain things or, you know, we're entitled to certain things and we just don't have that mode of self-reflection and awareness and introspection within ourselves that we should normally be able to get in a natural introspective or introverted per se mode. So yeah, I don't know, just kind of spotting things off the top of my head. (laughs) Does that make sense? It does. Um, I was sort of thinking of something similar last night when we were watching Passengers. The hmm. was it Chris Pratt? I don't know one of the Chris's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was thinking how I could spend ninety years on a spaceship with you and no one else. <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. Th- that didn't seem traumatic to me because yeah. we've built this life where we are mostly alone and or alone together, I guess, <laughs> in a good way. Um, but that, you know, six, seven years ago, we had basically the exact same life that we have now, but it was full of a lot more TV and mm-hmm. distractions and not as much time journaling or doing tarot or astrology. Or um, sometimes I just sit and shuffle a deck of cards and let my mind mm-hmm. wander. So... Yeah even though our life is exactly the same now as it was eight years ago in the sense of that mm. it's just the two of us and we're, you know, we're here and we've got, mm. you know, obviously a little bit different because of the pandemic, but um, not much in our day-to-day is different except the level of distraction. Right. Before we were a lot more distracted, there was a lot more right. TV, a lot more everything else. And now there's a right. lot more, what's like in- introspection, I guess, instead of distraction. Yeah. So, right, right. Um, it's a much different life, even though it's not. <laughs> yeah. And I think the so the reason that I'm getting into this concept or notion through introversion versus extroversion is that I think a lot of people who may identify themselves as being introverted are in this time now where they're self isolated and you would think that this would be a great scenario for Mm -hmm. introverts. But because we're being distracted and we're inundated with all this social media and all this other stuff, that we're not actually able to tap into the powers of the practices that we would normally be getting into when we isolate in terms of like what I mentioned before, like the self-reflection and the introspection and stuff like that. So we're having issues, a lot of issues with mental health. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, basically, I mean, just to reiterate that you would think that introverts being able to be more alone and isolated during this time would thrive. But if you're still being influenced and distracted by this outside media and social media, which again is, uh, you know, bastardized or adulterized for lack of better terms, um, a form of socializing, then that kind of gives you some perspective of why introverts might be running into issues during this time of isolation. So, yeah, just stuff. This is what goes on in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we're getting up on time here. We might have gone over already. So, did you have anything else that you wanted to share or anything going on with the cards or the stars today? <laughs> um, you know, it's been a very quiet week for uh, your natal chart. You do have the moon in opposition to Mercury, which means that um, you are able to access and express what you actually feel. Hmm. Um, your thoughts may be more emotionally enhanced and you have access to emotions that maybe aren't usually available to you. So hmm. Interesting. that's really all that's going on for you today. <laughs> all right. We do have a lunar eclipse happening tomorrow though. Oh. So um, I won't, you know, a lot of people use that for manifesting, but that's actually not really what they are good for. It's more about reflecting because the moon reflects light so you want to um you want to think about like reflecting and looking at what you need to um let go and overcome versus what you need to move forward and achieve so people can do that okay. on the 30th nice <laughs> sounds good to me so yeah let's end things there and i will go ahead and remind people that the Not Bad Advice trailer is out. Mm -hmm. So check that out and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're planning on releasing the first episode this coming week. Are we still? I think so. Yay! <laughs> I, I'm still on track, I think. Okay. I Yeah, I gotta get you the information, but yeah, it shouldn't be much. Shouldn't have to do much. Awesome. So, yeah. Have a look out for that. Keep a look out for that. And Maybe I'll append the trailer to the end of this episode. Oh, that'd be cool. So, yeah, keep listening to the end <laughs> if you want to hear that. And so, Pam, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, where I am at Pamela underscore Lund. Oh, and I did tweet last week. And I Facebooked. <laughs> <laughs> I basically just shared the practice session from last week. So, that's out there. And... Hopefully get more into doing little things like that here and there. So you might be able to find me on Twitter at CK Disco. And so, yeah, that's it. Thank you for joining me this week. Thank you for Pam. Thank you to Pam for joining me as always. And thank you for Pam. <laughs> so I hope you come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo! Hi, I'm Pamela Lund. And I'm CK Chung. 
and we're the hosts of Not Bad Advice, a show about universally good life advice that you can use right away no matter who you are. On Not Bad Advice, we take one aspect of life and show you how to look at it with a new perspective so you can make meaningful change wherever you need it. Want to build healthier habits? Or feel more confident? Or worry less? Or get better with money? We've got you covered. One of the most beneficial things you can do, just in general in life, is to get curious about yourself. We spend a lot of time judging and criticizing ourselves, but we don't spend enough time neutrally observing how we think and feel and why we think and feel those ways. You might be able to punish yourself into achieving a goal, and you might be able to find a shortcut that will get you there faster. But if the thing you're trying to achieve is something that you'll need to sustain long-term, suffering and shortcuts will both sabotage your success. There's a smarter way to achieve sustainable results that will make you happier and healthier at the same time. Money is just not transactional like we're taught. It is deeply personal. And a key step in taking control of your financial future is uncovering how money makes you feel, why it makes you feel that way, and how to feel the way you want instead. You have much bigger and better things to do with your resources. And the more that you believe that, and the more mindful that you can be, the more you can train your brain to let go of the things that are out of your control. And this need for control will never go away, no matter how much you work at it. But having the awareness that this kind of anxiety spiral is actually an attempt for you to feel in control can help you step out of it. transition to the part of the show where I shuffle a deck of oracle cards and pull a card to see how that card can relate to what we talked about today. I like doing this because it gives me a visual to associate with the topic, and when I have a visual, it makes it easier to remember the perspective and integrate it into my day. So let's see what the Nocturnal Oracle deck has to offer as a visual for being kinder to ourselves as we develop new of us as the friends who always give you good practical advice when you need it subscribe to not bad advice wherever you get podcasts and visit forcesofequal.com slash not bad advice for more information 